0: Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Pixelated Podcast. I'm Patrick Reif. And I'm Alex McGlynn. And today, in episode 102, we're going to talk about how venues and hotels can prepare for hybrid events.
1: Yeah, so really quickly, if you're a new listener, hybrid events are in person events that also have a virtual component for virtual attendees. Um, so it's the same conference, uh, just two different attendee experiences with the same, um, hopefully, the same outcome. Um, do we want to get that? Yeah, I'll get it. Go ahead. Tell them. Uh, yeah, Pat's taking a quick break. So, uh, yeah, hybrid events. Um, that's what they are. It's a pretty simple concept. Uh, they're not going anywhere. Uh, I would argue they'll probably be here for at least the next 12 to 24 months, uh, potentially longer. So, uh, today we want to talk about how hotels and venues can start to prepare uh, for a future where hybrid events become probably the norm for a little while. Um, Pat's back I'm back uh, Yeah
0: So, so number clear, one Sorry No very Yeah sorry. So you, you, we talk about hybrid events Yeah
1: Venues
0: and How they're going to get ready Venues We're getting ready to rock this Like here, come, here comes business that's coming back in it's coming back. The first in-person event you have will probably be hybrid. That's right. that's how it's going to be. And challenging.
1: Yeah. It's not going to
0: be easy. <laughs> but you got this. You got this. Alright, so do it. Go for it. Number one.
1: Uh, yeah, so the first thing that you should be doing is making sure that you're highlighting any safety improvements you've made, uh, any health improvements you've made. Uh, so pretty much if you have added an extra sanitation st- stations, if you put in a new cleaning protocol, if you've doubled your cleaning staff, like whatever it is, it doesn't really matter, but make sure you have it. Uh, visible and you are marketing that you've done that and that every all your staff members know to talk about it Uh, it's gonna be really important Um, I think there's still going to be some skittishness about being in public and being in large groups so anything you can do to make people feel safe and secure is gonna be really helpful I would even argue that putting up some signage about it in the appropriate places like in the maybe the vestibule and the bathrooms and things like that Uh, Is also probably appropriate and again just gives people a little bit, uh, uh, you know, sense of peace.
0: Yeah, so number two on the list is upgrade your audio video. So, um, hopefully, a lot of you are already up on this because uh, vetting and adding new equipment is never, I know, not not a short term project at all. Um, With that being said, it is never been more important to make sure that your facilities, abilities, to capture really high quality audio and video and make sure that that audio and video is um, in a format and being captured by the types of equipment. So that way it can um, it can add it to networks and stream it wirelessly and, and whatever the case may be. A huge uh, part of being able to throw a hybrid event is being able to take the uh, in real life part of that event and really be able to highlight it through, um, through a virtual portal, right? So what's that mean? Like, like whether it's GoToMeeting or Zoom or probably there's um, there are some bigger platforms that are specifically venue-centric uh, that hopefully they're reaching out to you. They're doing good business development right now to help you guys get up to speed. But really look at your AV, um, figure out where it needs upgrades, where the weak spot is. Um, and then I think the other thing that I would mention real quickly is um, your AV team, your person, you know spend a half an hour Googling all of the top types of, Um, of technology that you're going, you know, your AV team should be really familiar with Zoom, go to, you know, like the top 10 that are, that one of your clients might come in and say, hey, we're running our whole platform or our whole event on this platform. You know, like don't have any, there will be some boutique ones and you are given some grace to have to figure those out, whatever the case may be, but you don't want to have one of the top 10 webinar platforms or top 10 virtual event platforms that a client is using and have your team be totally crickets about having heard about it. So, you know, they're all mostly the same, but every single platform has its own intricacies and you would really benefit to make sure that your staff is fully up to speed on this.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Also for anyone who has a, an AV partner, like PSAB or Freedons or someone like that, talk to your rep uh, or your in-house person uh, about what they're doing to prepare for a um, kind of shift in what's expected from venues on the AV side, um, they should have a plan and if they don't you should push them to get a plan together uh, because again at least some segment of events are going to be hybrid and if you don't have high quality audio and video capturing ability it's going to be really hard for you to stream to these virtual event platforms. Yeah, they're going to go somewhere else. Exactly. Uh, and so kind of this next point goes hand in hand with that. Uh, it's a slightly different team, which is why it's a different point, but it's still the same overall problem area. You need to make sure you have good, consistent Wi-Fi uh, and potentially have multiple Wi-Fi access points. Um, so different bands. Um, if you don't know what I'm talking about, uh, find your audio, video infrastructure person or your network specialist uh, and talk to them about this. Uh, And just make sure that you guys are prepared for the fact that there's going to be a ton of data that has to be streamed over your internet to make this happen. And if you're incapable of doing that for whatever reason, if you don't have the ability to add better Wi-Fi or better routers or better uh, overall connectivity, make sure you're telling your clients up front that uh, that is going to be... not necessarily a pitfall, it's just going to be a roadblock that they're going to have to figure out how to work around. And you know, It's not the end of the world. I mean, with 5G internet coming out, um, there's some really strong hotspot networks that people can get access to now uh, that is capable of streaming large amounts of data. But again, you just need to know that, make sure that you are well-versed uh, in what you're, uh, you're able to do on the Wi-Fi side, and if you're able to make those upgrades, you really should. Um, even without hybrid events, I mean, all those cell phones and laptops and Tablets connecting to the same internet source is going to create some lag on its own, uh, and then if you have to add video, high quality video and audio streaming into that mix, it's uh, again a lot of places are going to have some, struggle with it. And if you're thinking about it ahead
0: of time, uh, you can potentially avoid some of those uh, those issues. Yeah. So next on the list, um, when it comes to issues, is uh, is going to be implementation um, for. Uh, I think the the overall theme that you're talking about kind of is provisioning. Yeah. Um, and in a way, it's the same for this this point, which is the implementation and the provisioning of that implementation. So um, a lot of your partners are gonna come in and they're gonna like, they're going to have all the like headline stuff of what they think they need to do to um, make their event hybrid, um, but they're probably not going to have looked under the hood at all. Um, so adding uh, on-site technical consulting to your suite of products is going to be um, one, huge opportunity to get a little bit more incremental revenue on the total deal, oh, yeah. um, but two, it is going to be paramount to a successful event because there's a really good chance that your partner or your client has done a little bit. They've done some research, but they haven't talked with an integrator. And for these first hybrid events, to pretend like the um, the skills and resources that you have an event planner um, are just going to carry over and it's going to be effortless is is just not true whatsoever. There are so many ways that you know, from from design to staffing to product. I mean the. In every single category for any event, there are now two categories uh, and sometimes three if there's like a a hinge between the two of them. So definitely thinking about adding uh, technical consulting uh, to your suite of products is not only going to be an incremental revenue win, but it's also going to help the events go that much better and it's going to happen to the benefit of your customer because they're going to have a a better experience because it'll be much easier.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And this doesn't have to be someone you hire on staff. You should probably find like a local um, infrastructure consulting team or technology consulting team uh, to work with, Um, but it's definitely someone you should have in your Rolodex because like Pat said, it's definitely going to be conversations you're going to have to have whether you want to or not. And the more that you can add as a a partner and a vendor, uh, the better off you are speaking of partners and vendors. Rethink the list of preferred and required vendors um, that you have for your venue or event space. Um, this doesn't necessarily mean to cut out people that you've been working with for years or anything like that, um, but you do want to talk to them about what they're doing to prepare for things like hybrid events. You know, like what? Okay, so at the beginning we talked about safety improvements and health improvements and things like that. Like, what have they done um, to make their services safer for your clients? Um, the last thing you want is you know your catering company or your photo booth company or your any a DJ or something. Um, to expect to be able to go back to the way things were 12 months ago—that um, is going to cause people to feel a little uncomfortable, um, and it's probably not going to be a comfortable conversation for you to have with your vendors. But it's a necessary one. Um, if they haven't made those improvements, you know you need to consider maybe switching to someone who has. Um, and if they're no longer capable of working with you, or they could have gone out of business—that's another unfortunate uh, reality of the situation we find ourselves in. Uh, Making sure that they're equipped to come back uh, in full force for, you know, a 500 or 1,000 or 1,500 person event. Um, And then finding new vendors to fill in the gaps where uh, the newly created gaps that have arisen out of the idea of hybrid events. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So, like, AV consulting, um, technology consulting, those are new potential vendors you could be adding to your list. Um, Finding uh, uh, production companies that are capable of doing video streaming and things like that and making sure they have the technology and the equipment to handle it. All of those things, you know, especially you venues that do nothing else but events. Um, this revenue is your lifeblood, actually, I don't have to tell you that. Um, but also the other thing is you probably don't have a ton of resources on hand, so the more vendors you can find to fill some of
0: these holes, uh, the better off you'll be and the happier your clients will be. Yeah. And you'll have way less headaches. Yeah. Particularly if you can make sure that their philosophies align. Um, I think like to build off what you were saying, I, I think a little bit about it. like. Um, like the chain of command with uh, the, the chain of cold command is in like grocery terms, right? So when you're yep. delivering stuff that's perishable, like it always has to save a certain temperature. Otherwise, it's compromised, right? Yep. So like in the same way, the infrastructure process for things, all things, but events going forward, it's going to be more like that, right? Like what good are we if we didn't make sure that the caterer has um, you know, implemented policies to operate at the like highest amount of safety in a post-covid world right like it compromises all of, so we have to make sure that that is kind of you know a much more thought out and cohesive plan um uh, so next on the list is uh create a new sales pitch sales plan um you're gonna really need to update everything when it comes to that and and uh In saying that, I mean that you won't have any sales pitches that don't at least make reference to all three of the options. And by three of the options, I mean fully virtual, fully in real life, or a hybrid event. So your sales team is going to need to be able to talk about it, to understand the options, to recognize how the products work so they can help with the client when they're in their discovery phase. Like the discovery phase is probably gonna be deeper. Uh, There's probably gonna need to be two calls because probably the scope call person isn 't going to also be the person that's putting their hands under the hood for some of the the technology side and they're going to need to bring that person in it's going to just in general be a probably like a longer sales cycle that has more touch points in it so you know you'll probably need to adjust your pricing accordingly uh, and you'll also need to make sure that like from a collateral standpoint from a pitch standpoint like all of it has been worked all the way through because you know, when you get into those discovery calls, you need to be prepared for any way that it's going to go. And the buyers are going to already be sensitive and overwhelmed to the process because it's so new anyway. Um, and because there's a lot on the line, right? Because they used to know how to like deliver the goods in their position. in these were like in real life events. And then the whole thing changed on them. And now they've got to like catch up to this entire new ecosystem and they're like, they're going to be worried. They're going to be concerned about, can I do this? Is it going to come off the way that I want it to? Um, and like all of that is going to fall on the feet of your sales team. So make sure that they're, um, that they're well built out and well-educated to be able to kind of bring this new suite of products and, and events to your marketplace.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, just to double down on this, your clients and partners might not expect you to have all the answers, but you should try to have them anyway. Um, The more value you can add and the more information you can provide, uh, the better relationship you're gonna have with your customers, so keep that in mind. Also, this is kind of a secondary point that I just thought of when you were talking, like the suite of things that you could offer. So obviously, in-person and hybrid events are pretty obvious ones. You might be thinking, how can I help with a virtual event? Uh, So what we're actually seeing in the events ecosystem is the production side of events still being hosted at a venue because it has the built-in AV to make successful presentations easier. Um, and then it being streamed to people who are sitting in their living room. So if you've seen any award shows recently, um, a lot of them are moving to this platform. A lot of big conferences are also moving to this kind of way of doing things where they're still having the production side. There's just no audience available. So think about it like when the NFL, like when the NFL is playing. They're still playing the football game. There's just no audience there. Everything's being filmed and streamed. A lot of events are gonna happen the same way where speakers are still on a stage with a professional mic set up because it's easier to create high quality audio and video that way. Uh, There just won't be an audience in the uh, the stands, uh, so to speak. So you can still offer those types of services. Uh, And again, this kind of goes to the next point, which is creating new and more interesting marketing collateral. Uh, Think about different ways that you can kind of fit into this new uh, universe. Um, and create marketing cloud around it. Like Pat said, everything you do should have all three options on it. You should be highlighting the health and safety protocols you put in place. You should be highlighting any new AV upgrades you've made. Uh, you should be highlighting new Wi-Fi upgrades you've made. You, should let, you need to let everyone know uh, who's on the internet searching for a new venue uh, for their, uh, their upcoming event. Uh, exactly what you've done to prepare for this moment, so that they can trust that you'll take care of them, whether it's a virtual hybrid or in person event yeah, totally
0: well said um so next up on the list is know your capabilities and have them easily accessible um so like know what you do well, like know exactly what, you know like whether it's documentation for you know your a v whether it's uh sales collateral you know like uh whether it's where your sweet spot is gonna be like like I mean maybe that should be the underlying point more than anything for this one is um, it's always uh, a requiring of amazing discipline to not go after everything all at once. And there's probably a really good chance that you're starting to get a pretty, uh, a pretty large variety of different types of events that are coming in. And each one is going to necessitate a different type of playbook. So, you know, if you can focus uh, on what you do exceptionally well and what you guys are, um, most, uh, aligned with being able to come back alongside of, um, like that's going to be a really huge, um, asset to you because obviously the quicker you can get back on your feet and feeling good about it, like that reverberates. It's going to reverberate out to your customers and your clients. It's going to, uh, help drive reviews. It's going to, uh, help your team feel like they're moving in the right direction and, and they're coming back and, you know, positive energy begets positive energy. So yeah, and it's okay to not be able to do everything that your client needs. Uh, I mean, you could. there's
1: still a like, high probability that if you are their preferred venue, you'll still get the, the deal. Uh, they just know ahead of time that there's going to be a little bit of additional work on certain points. And also, no one's ever expecting you to have all the answers. You know, everyone's got an RFP that asks for the world, and you send them back something a little bit more reasonable, right. and they accept it without asking questions. Uh, so, again, just have that in mind. Like Pat said, know what you're good at know uh, areas where there might be some issues or uh, some stumbling blocks, and just be prepared for it. Yeah. Uh, putting a testimonial gathering plan together, and that's not the best wording, but uh, you need testimonials about hybrid and virtual events, and the only way you're gonna get them is if you ask for them. Uh, this is, I mean, something you should probably be doing all of the time, and most people in the events industry are pretty good about this, but you need to be really diligent about the first four or five people who have events at your uh, yeah. venue after this, like. Whether you have to give them discounting or you have to put their logo on your website or something or whatever, it doesn't matter, offer them things to get them to give you a really good testimonial assuming the event went well Um, because you're going to need those. People are going to be looking to their peers for what's working and what's not. And if you have uh, you know, the last four hybrid events you hosted were a huge success, it's a big win and it's going to make people feel a lot more
0: comfortable working with you. Yeah. So last point is to test and test and test and test and run cross tests with different teams get everybody in the same room break them down by sales and operations and catering and put work groups together just between sales and catering like just talk run mock events um there's a lot of moving pieces and nothing's going to help you map them out more like just doing it and um you know like Make sure you do the work, put the work in, so that way you come out of the box really strong. Because uh, you know your clients, your business, everything is going to do better for for that effort.
1: Yeah, and there's nothing worse than your uh, new state-of-the-art Wi-Fi system failing on you during your first live event. Uh, and I mean, anyone who's ever dealt with Wi-Fi issues, you know, you bring a consultant in, they tell you everything should be good to go, and then a day later, you're right back where you were, um, and they're right back inside trying to fix it again. Make sure you test everything. You don't want to run into problems
0: during an event. Yep. So that's it. That's the end of today's episode. If you guys don't mind, before you go, if you could please remember to rate, review, or subscribe. Your reviews help us find more listeners for our podcast, and your subscription ensures you get notified on your platform of choice each day when we publish a new video or podcast. So, um, without further ado, and until tomorrow, I'm Patrick Rafe. i Ask Patrick